0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1945. Today I'm answering questions that have been submitted by patrons of Star Wars 7x7 in our monthly QA session. Punch it! Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, so we're gonna explore three particular questions on today's episode. One of them is going to involve why Kylo Ren has not talked with his grandfather, the Force Ghost of Anakin Skywalker. One of them is going to explore Halloween costumes in Star Wars, but the first one we're going to consider is one from Pamela Johnson, who asked about a disc-shaped object that's lit up blue that is in the center console of the Millennium Falcon, as we see it in the final trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, and asked if I had any idea what it might be. Well, here's the fascinating thing about that. First of all, I guess the short answer is don't know, (laughs) but I have a longer answer that may be at least somewhat more useful. First of all, looking at the Haynes manual for the YT-1300 freighter, as in the Millennium Falcon, right, that actually doesn't seem to depict this particular disc, which is rather puzzling. I mean i'm looking at it right here and on the control console diagrams for the cockpit controls for the yt-1300 like it would be in you know that center console spot but there is actually no round object depicted on there at all it's very puzzling so i did what one does in situations like this which is go to google and there's not necessarily an answer for it there either but what i did come across was a rather awesome video on YouTube that Supercuts, all scenes that take place in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. It's about 14 minutes and 36 seconds long, I think it was. And it is a compilation of every scene that takes place in the Millennium Falcon cockpit. It includes Solo, A Star Wars Story, and goes all the way through The Last Jedi. And you can see a cylindrical object on that center console in the control panel in just about all of the movies. However, it looks different in different movies. And it's not until you get to the sequel trilogy that it looks the way that it does in the Rise of Skywalker trailer, but it's also not lit up. In the Force Awakens or The Last Jedi you can see that it is the same shape and it's the same object But it's not actually Illuminated until we see it in the rise of Skywalker for some reason so Unfortunately, we don't know what it is at this point or at least I don't if you're listening to this and you happen to know What it is then by all means let me know because I was not able to find an answer however getting more sort of to the heart of the question which is you know what is its purpose there and is it potentially of interest as far as the events of the rise of skywalker go well the answer to that is no it appears to be part of the ship itself and a you know standard thing so it's not like for example something that has to do with that you know round disc shaped cylindrical object that we saw a photo of with you know zori bliss holding it as part of one of those entertainment weekly exclusive photo releases where It's not tied to that. It doesn't seem to be tied to any particular surprise plot element. It just is part of the Millennium Falcon itself. So there's the deal with that. Now, in a previous episode, I happened to, you know, mention offhand something about Kylo Ren not having talked with his Force Ghost grandfather or wondering whether he ever had. And Fred Butler, who is a patron of the show, said that that has been puzzling him ever since I mentioned it. And he was wondering just why that's, you know, seems not to have happened. Well... In thinking about this, because this really is more of a thought experiment thing than anything else, because we don't have any evidence one way or the other, but we do have circumstantial evidence in that regard, and that has to do with a novel that gets referenced quite often on this podcast. I think if there's one novel that I talk about more than any other, it's probably the novel Bloodline by Claudia Gray, which takes place six years prior to the events of The Force Awakens. It's in that novel. It's been out for a few years, so you probably don't need the spoiler alert, but spoiler alert anyway it's in that novel that the galaxy finds out that Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker were one and the same person, and that, by extension, Leia Organa and Luke Skywalker are the children of Darth Vader. And this is relevant for our purposes here, because Leia reflects that they haven't told Ben this, that he does not know this fact, they've kept it from him, and now she is upset that Not only did she never tell him, but that he's going to find out through, you know, some sleazy holonet broadcast that's going to sensationalize the whole situation instead of hearing it from a loving source. And we don't actually get to find out how he actually finds out about it. We don't know. That particular thing is not depicted in the events of Bloodline. However, it also got me thinking about the notion of Force ghosts and how and when they appear to people in the Star Wars movies. And it seems like it only happens in times of... very significant life events or very stressful events. For example, the first time we see a Force ghost is in the Empire Strikes Back when Luke is about to die of exposure on Hoth and Obi-Wan shows up to tell him to go to Dagobah and just at that moment Han arrives. It's perfect. It's almost like You know, there was something mystical about it. And then, of course, when Luke is leaving Dagobah to go help his friends, Obi-Wan appears to say, "'Don't go!' And then after Yoda dies, then Ben appears again in Return of the Jedi and has that conversation with him about Darth Vader being his dad and about Leia being his sister, of course." And then the next time we see a Force ghost is in The Last Jedi, when Luke and Yoda have their conversation just outside the tree. And Rey has just left, and Luke has affirmed his decision that he's not going to get in the fight, and is going to burn this Jedi tree, and yeah, all that fun stuff, right? And thinking of the current books and comics in the new canon... In all honesty, I have not read them all, okay? So my knowledge is not complete. However, the only instance I can think of where a force ghost appears in, you know, current books and comics is with the Master and Apprentice story that's in from a certain point of view, where Obi-Wan communes with the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn, while he is at that sand crawler waiting for Luke to come back from seeing Owen and Baru having been killed by the stormtroopers. So another, you know, life-threatening situation. And I believe there is something that happens as well in the Clone Wars cartoon series, but also, again, you know, a very, you know, serious and significant situation where these things happen. So, for me at least, that seems to suggest that. We don't, you know, have any situations where Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, might have encountered Force ghosts, although you would think there was a possibility that some might have tried to appear to him at the points where he was most significantly in jeopardy of slipping over to the dark side of the Force and potentially even, you know, after the events of what happened in training when Luke confronted him in his hut and, you know, Ben thought he was going to kill him, which he was for a moment and then he wasn't and, you know, all that stuff went down. And I think in my mind I could convince myself that it's entirely possible the Ghost of Anakin Skywalker appeared to Ben Solo sometime after that final blow-up with Luke and that whatever conversation they had sent Ben down the wrong path. Not intentionally, but that Ben was in such a distraught place that whatever he heard from Anakin Skywalker might have also pushed him in the wrong direction. Not that he wasn't already headed that way, and not that Snoke hadn't already influenced him to go in that direction, and not that the big confrontation with Luke didn't contribute to that, but... Yeah, I I think it's possible that they may have had a conversation at some point, but, you know, again, I think that's something ultimately that we're going to hear about in The Rise of Skywalker. I certainly hope that we do. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about Halloween costumes right afterwards. Stay tuned. welcome back. So Bobby Gordon, also another patron of the show asked about the Halloween costume situation. Have I had five favorite Halloween costumes considering that today is Halloween? (sighs) You know, this is a tough one and I don't quite know how to answer it (laughs) to be honest with you. So, um, I will think back instead to my own history. Um, you know, I know I had two Halloween costumes when I was a kid that were Star Wars related. I can remember the boxes that they came in, and I think, and I will say that my memory could be a little fluffy on this one, but I think I had a Stormtrooper costume, and I am pretty sure that I had a C-3PO costume. And that's one of those things where, you know... At some point, I am not going to be surprised if my mother randomly produces those and says, Hey, look, I still have them. (laughs) All right. So um, I would say, you know, those are probably two. And then it was really great fun to be able to dress up as Han Solo along with my wife dressing up as Princess Leia one year. And so I've got two more right there. I've been racking my brains about this one for the better part of a week. And, you know, not just in relation to this question, but even also just in general, because Halloween coming up, and this is the first year that my kids both are not dressing up for Halloween. And I don't think that either of them wore any Star Wars costumes when they were younger. I I can't think of them having been in any of them. And we used to keep costumes, like, in a bin that was accessible to the kids so that way they could play dress-up when they wanted to, when their friends were around and whatnot. And I don't think we had any Star Wars holiday costumes or Halloween costumes for them at all. We had lightsabers, we had laser blasters, but, yeah, no costumes, strangely enough. So my... Fifth and final one is going to have to be the giant full-body Chewbacca Snuggie that I was given as a gift not too long ago. It is a, you know, full furry suit with the hood that comes over. It comes with a bandolier and a pouch that I can throw my glasses in and whatnot. Um, Those, I think, would be my five favorite Star Wars costumes. Not necessarily all Halloween-related, but... Certainly the ones I think that are probably nearest and dearest to my heart. I'm still shocked by the... You know, and I'm going to end up looking through my Facebook (laughs) history to see if I can find one with my kids, but I I don't think they ever did. I'm pretty sure of that. Anyway, so there you go. Um, (laughs) If you have, you know, pictures or, you know, recollections of favorite Halloween costumes that were Star Wars related that you want to share, I would love to hear about them. So wherever you catch this episode, share a comment, or if there's no comments there, then at sw7x7.com. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be